0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daly. This is Gaspoyet. This is Don
2: Hutchison. This is your club, and you're listening to the big interview with Graham Hunter.
3: Thank you, Jürgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us to become a socio and to get every interview we produce without adverts. And before it goes out on the main feed, plus lots of bonus content, including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A. You will also get bonus content every month, including the audio versions of my regular columns for ESPN. So do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club and get your family and friends to do so. Maybe even strangers in the street. Love you. Welcome to our Big Interview Icons series, where we shine a light on legends whose names have lit up some of the conversations I've had with the many guests of the Big Interview over these last six years. The first up is Eric Cantona, Vive la France. There won't be any mentions of trawlers or seagulls, but what I would say is that retrospectively, Cantona has been extraordinary culturally. I think that he fitted perfectly the move from the old first division to the Premier League in that he added um, flair, aggression, um, attitude. He was or became a world icon when he'd just been a bad boy in French football. The trampoline of the Premier League was very useful for Eric Cantona. It didn't make him a better footballer, but it gave him a platform on which he could be better projected and better understood. He's remarkable too in retrospect in that for a man to change a club, well, a director like Matt Busby or a manager like Klopp or Shankly or Clough, Ferguson at Aberdeen, Yeah, that can happen, but for a footballer to change the attitude, the behavior on the training ground to help change a promising generation of footballers like he did with Beckham and Scholes and Giggs and the Neville's and Butt, but also countless others who came through and watched him add extra practice to training, to change the concept from training to practice, that's a big thing. For a guy to be so important to a relatively conservative man like Alex Ferguson, albeit that Ferguson is a gambler by nature, to make him fly to Paris, team up with Cantona's agent, jumping on the back of Cantona's agent's moped to nick around the streets of the French capital in order to find Cantona and persuade him at that stage not to give up football because of the length of the ban um, induced by his actions at Crystal Palace. The ban, it had to come. We all have to be responsible for our actions. And Ferguson, nicking about Paris without the wider press knowing about it at first in order to persuade his talisman, touchstone, collar-up footballer to come back to the cliff. I love that story. In these anecdotes that the Icon series is made up about, there are one or two mentions of the slight touches of Cantona's life that intersected with my own. They're very small. But what they inspired, just like Cantona inspired people all over the place, were um, people thinking and speaking differently about this iconic footballer. Um, Who else would arrive in the snow, get kicked out of... Trevor Francis's club, because the trial didn't go well enough, arrive at Leeds, be branded as a player who won the title for Leeds when, in fact, he wasn't that important. But the impression remains, only Eric, right? So it was in 1992 when Cantona first gate-crashed English football. The Frenchman was soon going to write his way into Premier League history, as I've been explaining, but as few of us at the time expected. Nevertheless, there were a couple of our guests who did see it coming. Simon Stainrod played against King Eric in France and provided a character reference to Leeds boss Howard Wilkinson. Chris Waddell got even closer to the great man, having shared a dressing room with Cantona at Marseille. We'll also hear from both Gordon Strachan and Gary McAllister who saw at first hand the impact this mercurial, marvellous French talent had on the Leeds team that won the title in 1992. Here's Eric.
2: So now I'm manager of Dundee and Howard brings Dundee Football Club up and speaks to my secretary, Isabel. She puts through a call for me from Howard Wilkinson. So, Howard Wilkinson, right? Okay, Howard, how how are you? I'm all right. Uh, they'll know that canton What's uh, What's I think about him? I've played in France and uh, I've seen him. I said Howard. I said he's one of the top six players in the world. He can do anything, but you won't like him. He said, "Okay, fine, thank you." gone never spoke to him again until they won the league I got invited to the football writers dinner in London where he was presented with the manager of the year award and I saw him we're all there in our dicky know. and he comes up and he says they were rate about that can't (laughs) they and I I I saw him talking to Alex Ferguson that night and I thought I could imagine him going to play for him but not not for him you know
4: what would you? It's we
3: look like, in it. I would think something. I, yeah, it would have been funnier still if you said, "Well, I'll, I'll take him if you."
4: <laughs> you want to
3: loan him out? It, it's. What, what did you think about Eric in um, in England? Because he seems to re- represent a point, that, the the apogee of the. If we we've talked about the era of you know yourself and Tony Curry and Hudson and Osgood and Worthington and whatever, there was an era. In the Premier League When it wasn't like We started this conversation When it wasn't Anodyne It wasn't robotic There was De Canio Yeah
2: De And there was
3: Bergkamp Yeah And even in goals Schmeichel was exactly What we've been talking about you know, Although he's very good At his job And there was Zola And there was Even Benny Carboni, And the, everywhere you well, look
2: Can you imagine Sheffield Wednesday You've got I think at the same time Maybe Chris Waddle Carboni, And De Cano.
3: At or around Simon, can, can, At can, or around uh, 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 It's, it's a joy imagine? It's a joy It does seem like a dream now but Eric must be the apogee of, of all of that because whether he's better than all the players we've talked about, he seemed to be a, a, a totem pole where the Premier League went. Well, oh, France didn't appreciate you. <laughs> it's actually no, the rest Exactly. <laughs> the, the guy who throws his things at referees and shouts and swears and the French were like, and the, the Premier League was the place for that. We'll bring all your your weak and your huddled masses. And we'll, he's a king. He's fantastic. Mm. He practices. He turns up his collar and what. Like, It was an extraordinary time and and maybe his big benefit (coughs) was timing. And and the hint now is that maybe Manchester United are going to be smart enough to bring him back. But what what did you view the Cantona years? How did you view the Cantona years? Um, Watching. Well, I played against him when I was in France and uh, I
2: I knew merits a description. We were playing... Uh, for Strasbourg we were supposed to play Marseille and uh, all the lads were talking about this player Cantona and that he wasn't going to play because he'd had a fallout with a coach because he'd been brought off in a game and he'd taken his shirt off and thrown it in the coach's face and he was banned for a, for a little bit and uh, thank God he wasn't going to be playing and so we played Marseille, we played quite well actually we were very unlucky not to get a draw my fault. I, I, instead of heading it and scoring, I went for a volley and hit the bar. Two weeks later, and we've got a home game coming up.
3: Is the Marseille of Papan up front? Yeah,
2: yeah. Papin, um, the two centre-halves were Bernd Forster and uh, Moser, the Brazilian.
3: Oh, well, Moser was great.
2: They, they were the best two centre-halves I've Batistone ever played. Batistone
3: would have still been playing, I Batistone, think, at that time. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah they, they were proper. Yeah. It was probably the best, best Marseille team that they had and then they added... Chris Waddle as well, like you know, which made him even better. So we've got a home game coming. We missed a week for international week or whatever. We've got a home game coming up, and we're playing Bordeaux. He was actually uh, loaned out to Bordeaux and, and played in this game. And he, he played that game. it's was his first game, so you're probably wanting to impress, right? He played that game. I don't think I saw him run once, and every touch of the ball was one touch he never never brought a ball down and played anybody in he just played one touch it's like he was in addressing dressing room before the game he was like uh, what would really really amuse me today is to not run and just touch it once every time I get it and he did it and you like it was like a, a coaching manual it's like you know 90 minutes of how to play one touch You could have played for Liverpool when you had a good team you know, he'd have just walk straight in and go like, "Oh, you play one touch, you're like, Boom, 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 boom. It was unbelievable. And when I said that to Howard, that like, you know, you won't like him. Howard would never be able to uh, deal with that uh, individual temperament. Whereas uh, um, Alex Ferguson would embrace the individual temperament and make more of that individual temperament by making the team. Play better for that individual. Mm. Contrary with with Howard, he would make the individual try to play better for the team. And uh, I think I think Alex's way worked better. Have you put your finger in that description? You have to be really good though. Yeah, you do. Of course, you
3: do. Yeah. You, Special. You, you know, you can't. You can have an off day, but you can't have two. But that idea of of taking. The team and putting it so that the great player extremes brings out his very best, or the idea of taking a great player or any good player and saying system first. Uh, have you put your finger on why we we don't have today the types of players we've been talking about over all these these anecdotes Cause, that, cause that systems rule?
2: Because mm. there's no patience for the individual. There's the you know, and, and the the big problem is the people who are coaching. The teams are educated to coach teams. They're not. How, how do you coach Eric Cantona? You you, you don't you don't, you don't coach him. You you mentor him. You you know you can't tell him how to play, but you can put ideas in his head. My question to you would be: you you probably try to convince him. Yeah, yeah. You cajole him a little bit. You don't. You're not trying to change him.
3: Chantana.
5: Eric, yeah, character. Never. You know, people going about Eric and all go, he was a, a really nice guy, you know. He'd come in in the morning, always come in. <laughs> 19 times out of ten would be on a Holly Davidson. Eric was Eric. Big guy, you know. But nice guy, didn't suffer fools. He'd come in, bonjour, ça va? every morning, very polite. And he was in the team, Beck and Bowell them, It was me, him, and uh, Papan. He got injured, he did his knee he was out six weeks or something out like of ligament trouble. And by that time it became me, Papa and I'm a of pellet. And we were on fire out of three. Well, Eric couldn't get back in the team. And Eric was one of them who would think, I'm not sitting here. So he basically said I wanna go, which they did. All right? let him go to Nîmes Or a million euro, a million quid, whatever, whatever it was. But I used to get alright with him. He was never a problem. Come in, he not not the most talkative, trained, well, a really nice guy. And I, you know, to me, he was, a, he was a good player, but I never thought he'd be as big as he was when he came to Man United. And the French players, you know, the Marseille lads, and they used to say to me, we could never see Eric being a massive player in France. You know, a good player, but not the Haiti he reached Man United." You know, Eric was a bit quiet, a bit reserved, and he could see when people say he packed in at 30, whatever it was.
3: And I said, yeah, I could see... You're not I, shocked by that. I could see out it do that. No, probably that could to You made me laugh because when I moved to Barcelona, we decided that we needed a school that would be not Catalan for my young daughter who was moving from London. So we went to a school called Kensington in Pedralba, just up where PK led and overlooking the camp now. We came in and gradually the people would find out that maybe I, I talked about football or wrote about football. Oh, said, Canton I was here for a year. Canton a boy. And it was the Harley Davidson. She drove up the hill and the Harley Davidson roared up to the All school. Right. And the teacher said to us... Uh, when he joined, there's a form, you have to sign the form. So it was name of the child, whatever his son's name was, parent, Eric Cantana, profession. And he sort of stopped, scratched his chin and went, sex symbol. <laughs> 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 so he was a legend could- and all the, all, the, all the mummies stayed after taking their, their kids into school just to see Eric roar up on and Harley-Davidson. And I, it feels to me as if United are in a stage now where if they signed Zlatan, for example... It'd be akin to what Cantley kind of yeah. did. It's it's that meeting of a presence, an it attitude, works. a talent, and an ego that can explode at a big club. Oh, if, easy if the time is right. Easy. You
5: could see that. Listen, yeah. like you saw he jumped in the hit of Palace fan when he, when he came to England because he got banned in France because he waited in the tunnel and chin two players. Mm. You know he hid in the when they rolled the tunnel thing. Out, he stood in the gaps and when they walked in. He jumped out and hit. He got them. So, but that was all right and he didn't look the consequences. You know, he'd say Platini had a clue when he was French national. He never got many calves. But,
3: but that type of character... We're in, we're in a place now where there's actually a picture of you two playing, isn't Yeah, it? over there. On, Did I see a picture over of there, yeah. you playing for Chef Wedd and
5: yeah, him playing yeah. for United? Yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, I've got a well with I, I really liked him. He was a really good guy. And, but I could see him packing in the thirty. and I think what helped him in England a lot was English fans love a rebel. Hmm. You know, they love a... Yeah. They love a Jack the lad. And... I think Eric was off the cuff. Anything could happen, i.e. the Gaza Syndrome. Mm. All these type of things, uh, anything could happen with Eric. So to them, it was somebody like, you know, reading that story about him. You know, people like Balotelli get more pressed for what he did off the field than he did on it. Mm-hmm. Where Eric did it for my night, he can't say he didn't. So he, he got it for the right reasons, but people do like these type of characters who are sort of rule breakers. You know, we've always liked that type, where it be snooker, football, yeah. any, any type of sport, any type of life. People like them, rebellious type players. So when Eric came, yeah, he fitted the bill. Mm. So obviously we, his football did the talking for him as well, don't was wrong, but I could see why people talked to him. What oh, was I like?
3: Is, is his arrival or...
1: Well, his is arrival... He's, he's a, he's is it overplayed a little bit? No, but Yeah, it overplayed a little bit, but ah. I, I wouldn't say his arrival was overplayed. His arrival was sensational. You know, I don't know if you know how the... The sequence of events went. He'd arrived into the country. Platini obviously wanted him to get games. He'd fallen out with people in France. Everybody. So he needed to get to England. Gerard Hooley, phoned Trevor Francis. So he goes into Sheffield Wednesday. Mm -hmm. But there's a big downfall of snow. Because of the weather permitting, they can only train indoor. The two days that Eric is at Sheffield Wednesday is on the astroturf pitch pitch under under the roof. Mm -hmm. So Trevor says, well, I can't make a judgement. You know, you know, till I see you on grass. I don't know if those words went down too well. We had it. So he jumps. He jumps in the car and makes a few phone calls, and I think the message gets to Howard. So he comes and trains at, at Ellen Road. So we go through the normal little training session, and then we go to a wee bit of finishing. And within ten seconds, he scores a an overhead kick, a hitch kick, you know, bicycle kick, whatever you want to call it and everybody just looks at each other and looks at Howard and go <laughs> sign on, yes please sign us you know, it was like that seriously and I, I a lot of people will, will look at that title winning season and say that Eric was integral but he wasn't he played, I don't know you need to look at the stats I don't even know if he played a dozen games no, I was going to say you know, ten but what he did was as teams were aware that we were really challenging we were coming to Ellen Road and literally parking the bus in a new modern term and Eric, he did change games. You know, we were struggling to break teams down. He would come against Chelsea, scored a wonderful goal flipping over, over the big fella Elliot, a couple of goals against Luton. You know, there was two or three games at Ellen Road where we were struggling to break the opposition then and he came on in. So he, he, he certainly played a part. Certainly played a part. But, but nowhere near. It, it's kind stra- of mythical. Stra- and, yeah, 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 It's uh, more. It's more about what he went on to do, and people referred back and said he was he was the man. I kind of reinvent
3: a little bit backwards. Yeah. We spent some time with Chrissy Woods on this series, and, and, and Chris really quite liked Eric, mm-hmm. and also said that he was he bore no resemblance to what you could think of him if you only saw if you only read about cursing at referees and then throwing a book at a panel of people finding him and falling out with whoever it was Mm -hmm. and and jumping off into the Crystal Palace fan. He thought he was a terrific pro and a good lad and fun to train with. What was it with the football, just talking about the football with you and him and Gordon and him? Was it easy to understand? Was it just like there was something quite natural because you've all got a a nice domination of the ball? It was one of those
1: occasions where the football language is totally international. There was no need to communicate. You know, It was just that he, he knew and he could see you know, and he fell into little areas. There was, he was a, he's a quality footballer, and he's proved that. Mm. Moving on after we would won the league, it was really bizarre the way things just deteriorated with him and the manager, and that was quite palatable. And he sort of was looking to me, and obviously I was a captain after that season, so I'm Howard's mm. captain, and and was, I was caught in between a little bit, to be perfectly honest. At the time of his departure, I, I don't know if there was any other options left to Howard. Mm-hmm. But it'd become un, untenable. But it was—he was really destructive in the training. Bit sulky. Sulky, yeah. Which makes it really awkward. And it was yeah. that awkwardness. I suppose the only thing was, you know, in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing you don't sell on to Man United. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I think that you know. I think. I think that originally it was Howard went inquiring for Dennis Irwin to try and bring Dennis back to Leeds he'd started at Leeds and Fergie went no, no, no I don't think he's for sale but we'll take Cantona and then it was like he'd
3: gone Do you know And the weirdest thing is because living abroad now I I, I begin to miss out on some of this tapestry of our football Mm -hmm. which I think is always almost as interesting behind the scenes not the rows but the personalities the decisions the trends and it was only recently I found out and I don't know if it was common knowledge that Fergie had decided that that creative move the ball at linchpin mm-hmm. number 10 player Full that he was Peter Beardsley yeah. and then, and and then kind of just, he just fell upon and Catherine. then he, he was about to start doing the thing for Peter and then yeah. literally as you say he's like what's going on here mm-hmm. couldn't believe his luck
1: you know, like, there was obviously wee things when Eric went to you know it was the time of all the youngsters coming on the scene at Manchester United and how impressed they were of, of Eric staying behind at training so it was similar, you know, like batting Speed were the same, you know and, and Strachan would come and and Eric would always come and join at that, that, you know, just behind you know, bending free kicks and having cracks at the goal and obviously the young players at Manchester United bought into that as well and, and seen the practice and practice and practice, the muscle memory, the muscle memory you know, and, and all of a sudden Beckham and Scholes, can, they can put a ball in a six months, can't they? Just by repeating and repeating.
3: You touched on something in terms of Naka doing extra work and I want to just touch on Cantona at Leeds because I think the myth of what he did subsequently... I think it's probably added a little bit to how much he gave to Leeds in the championship. Yeah. I could be wrong, but clearly he was still an extraordinary talent, an interesting and wide-ranging personality. What was it like to work with him, and what impact
4: did he have on that club in that year? Oh, well, listen, he, he made a difference. Oh, to really? win it. Yeah, he made a big difference, and he didn't play a lot of games. No, but his presence was just what we were needing at that time when we we're starting to get a bit tired. He made a difference. He was a guy you couldn't get close to. He kept himself himself, even in the bus which is understandable because his English wasn't great at that time. That's not a problem. People think, "Well, it was a bad move," but it really wasn't because his time at Leeds were up. He was got to go somewhere. Why did you say He's that? He's just we couldn't accommodate him. Our whole thing was just what, 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 what. We didn't have, as you said before, we didn't have that great all-round team. Eric kind of put up with us for a while while he enjoyed it, and then things went to. Go wrong in a couple of European ties. Eric wasn't at his best. There was kind of loggerheads between the manager, Eric, and someone was going, You need to work a wee bit, just help us a wee bit, Eric. But mm. Eric was like, Well, this is what I do. Mm. It's fine. So he left, he got to Man United, and again, it's like the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. What Man United were needing was Eric Cantona. What Eric Cantona was needing was Man United. Now, you've got to remember that Eric was never a real success in any club he went to. No. Any. He had loads of them. He was in trouble with it. You know, in every club he we went to. Not even a terrific success for the national team, I'd have to say. No, no that's what no, I'm saying. So, no. If you think about it as a player, take all his top games outside Man United, there's no many left. So it was a perfect storm there with that young side, that angry manager, and hungry manager, plus him, and getting the adulation that he always wants. Mm. So, the perfect storm was there. It, it wasn't the us. You he could, he could put up with us, and we could put up with him for a certain amount of time at Leeds, and vice versa. But when he moved on to there, that was it, you know. So, I'd speculate that this famous thing which educated me about him regarding there's training, but there's practice. And oh, he, he practiced a lot. He, he, did, he still did that? He did that, yeah. He did that. When life was good, he, he would take two kids, they'd put balls over, and he'd volley the ball in the back. Of the so, when he done it at Man United, I used to say, well, it's not a fluke. No. That's what he practiced. <laughs>